morning. Good morning. From Wednesday till now, you tripled in size. God's worked a miracle. It's a privilege to be with you again. Um, today and tomorrow, we're going to talk about prayer. Specifically, we're going to talk about prayer and missions. The role that prayer has when you talk about doing missionary work. We're going to talk about all kinds of things of how to pray and how not to pray. But I want to say a few things before we start. I am maybe the least qualified of all to talk about prayer. Maybe if you were to invite somebody to talk about this, you would invite an expert. There's people who study prayer all the time. They even memorize prayer from the Bible. They could talk for, for 40 years about prayer. But the people who talk the most about prayer maybe don't know very much about it. I know some very godly men and women. And they are men and women who pray. They don't have a, a doctorate. They're not maybe theologians. But they know what it is to have a life of prayer. And they talk about it very little. But you know when you talk to them. That they are people who are committed to pray. If you ever have the opportunity to know somebody like this. And you want to improve in your prayer life. Go to that person and say, please, please. Teach me to pray. Teach me all the things that you know. Pray for me. Pray with me. So I want to tell you something. I try to pray. I take it as a serious job that I have to do. God didn't just call me to preach His Word. I have no right to stand here and preach from the Word. If I'm not also committed to have a secret life of prayer. If I preach without praying, then I'm just a man who talks. But my hope for today and tomorrow is it won't just be me who's talking. It won't just be Pastor Mario who's talking. But that if God will bless our time, he'll be the one who's speaking. I also have another hope. When whenever you talk about prayer, people get very sad. If I were to yell at you and say you need to pray more, almost every one of you would hang your head and you would be sad. 
That's not my purpose here. There is a time and a place for that. But today and tomorrow, I hope it will be instruction. We're not going to stand over you and demand that you do something. We're going to stand beside you and encourage you. As I need to pray more. I need to learn how to pray according to the Bible. And I hope that you feel the same way. Um, Heart Cry is a ministry that was truly built on prayer. There's 330 missionaries all around the world. And every bit of it has come through dependence on God. The ministry began in a very particular way. Brother Paul Washer was a missionary in Peru. And he read some very important books. He read some very important books. He read missionary biographies about great men who had done great things. And he was inspired. He, he wanted to be like these men. But he read a very specific book. About a man named George Mueller. And George Mueller is a man who was a man of prayer. He wasn't smart. He wasn't an eloquent speaker. But he depended on God in his everyday life. He never took a salary from his ministry. But he was a pastor of a church. And he had an orphanage with children. And the way that children were provided for was through George Mueller asking God in prayer. And God, God answered him every time. One of the reasons why Heart Cry was established was for this reason. Not to have a ministry. Not to you know, be known by many people. But to prove to people that God answers prayer. For all 330 missionaries we support. In all 30 years of the ministry, we had never asked for a dollar. We had never told somebody, if you give to us, we can go do this. But we trust God to provide for us and to supply every need that we have. We are men who live by faith, but it does not make us great men because God gives us the faith. He puts the desire in our heart to seek Him in prayer. And then He gets glory when He answers those prayers He gives to us. There have been many times that we've doubted. We've been anxious. We've been afraid. We've been full of worry. But God has never been that way to us. 
He's taught us to trust him. Ele a He's taught us to believe him. Ele a There are so many ministries who do terrible things. And churches too. They stand up and they say, please, you know, you have to give. If you don't give this dollar today, the ministry will go down. Then I would say, let the ministry die. Because if you're that dependent on men, you do not need God. But if God is behind the ministry, mas se Deus está por detrás do ministério, If God is behind the church, se Deus está por detrás da igreja, God is behind the pastor, e se Deus está por detrás do pastor, God is behind you, e se, se Deus está por detrás de ti, every need you have will be supplied. Cada necessidade que tu tens vai ser suprida. Every problem you have will have an answer. Cada problema que tu tens terá resposta. But to see it, you have to walk by faith. Mas para isso tens que andar em fé. You have to trust in God. Tens que confiar em Deus. You cannot turn to other people. Não podes simplesmente uh, ir a outras pessoas. Or else God will not be your helper. Uh, não fazer que Deus seja a tua ajuda. You have to cut yourself off from all other help and say, God, if you do not help, I will die. Tu tens que cortar todas estas todas estas ajudas e gritar a Deus, Deus, se tu não me ajudares, eu morrerei. And it's that kind of faith that causes God to move. E esse tipo de fé que faz com que Deus se mova. To give you what you need. Para dar-te aquilo que tu precisas. To be your helper. Para ser a tua ajuda. To put a confidence in your heart. Para pôr a confiança no teu coração. That God is more real to you than anybody else. Que Deus é muito mais real para ti do que qualquer outra pessoa. His help for you is means more than anybody else. Before we talk about prayer, I want to lay a foundation. If you have a Bible, go to Exodus chapter 19. Maybe you're asking, why are we going to Exodus? Because before we can talk about prayer, we have to make something known. Naturally, we're people who doubt. Somebody described the Christian life in this way. They said, in a moment, God saves you. He changes your heart. He makes you one of his own. And you have every spiritual blessing. And the rest of your life is just learning about what God has done to you. And so your prayer life can be limited by that. You as a church, when you come together, that can limit your prayer. When you come together as a church, that can limit your prayer. Maybe you come in here and you feel like, I just don't feel like God loves me right now. I've struggled with the same sin. I don't know how I can pray. I have something against my brother or sister. We, we can't have a prayer meeting. But I want to show you what you are in Christ. So this is the story of Moses and Israel. 
And they're coming up to Mount Sinai. And in the next chapter, God will give Moses the Ten Commandments. It's one of the biggest moments in the history of Israel. I mean, this is significant. Moses is going to hear from God. And God is going to give him uh, ten rules for life. And not just for him, but for all of Israel. Because we have to remember where Israel came from. They were slaves in Egypt. And God picked them up out of Egypt and he brought them out. God destroyed Pharaoh's army. He destroyed Pharaoh himself. And so far he's been leading the people through the desert. He's led them by a cloud. He's given them food to eat. But the people, their, their hearts are grumbling. Some of them want to go back to Egypt. So God is trying to teach them how to live with God. And so you have a picture here of that story. In the third month, they came to Mount Sinai. So imagine yourself three months wandering around in the desert. You're hot. You want to just lay down in a comfortable bed. You're tired of eating the same food every day. You don't know about this Moses person. He seems kind of crazy. And Aaron is crazy too. But God talks to Moses. And he says, I've done so much for you already. I want you as a people to be mine. He says, I'll, I'll make you a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. All you have to do is listen to me. So Moses shares these, these commands of God with the people. He says, God's going to come down to the mountain. But you have to prepare yourselves. You have to be washed and be clean. But he says God's warning us. Not everybody can go up the mountain. Not everyone can go see God face to face. So we have sort of three groups of people in Israel. You have the nation of Israel. And they're scared. They're wanting to go back to Egypt. They want nothing to do with this God or his mountain. Because God said if you touch the mountain you will die. So they're standing back. And they're watching the clouds and the thunder and the earthquakes. They want nothing to do with it. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you know. Maybe you know God. But you've walked away some. Your heart is far from Him. Your heart is cold. If I were to ask you to pray out loud, you would be embarrassed. 
Se eu te pedisse para que orasses de voz alta, talvez ficarias envergonhado. So you understand how Israel feels. Então tu entendes como Israel, parte de Israel, sentia. You're just not ready for something like this. Não estás preparado para algo assim. But maybe you're not Israel. Mas talvez tu não sejas Israel. Maybe you feel like um, the elders of Israel. Talvez tu sejas como os anciãos de Israel. Moses came down from the mountain. And he told the leaders, go tell the other people what God has said. So maybe you, you feel connected to God. You can pray and you, you have a good life. You know this Bible story. But you, you feel like you have to clean yourself up before you can go to God. You don't belong with Moses on the mountain. You want to stand a little bit back. And just watch. Make sure it's okay before you go in. You, you feel like you need to clean yourself up before you go to God. Or maybe you're like Moses. And you feel like, I'm a child of God. I can go to that mountain. I can see God face to face. I know when I pray, I talk to Him. You know God's presence in your life. You know the Holy Spirit. You know the comfort that God gives you. You are familiar with God in prayer. Holy things are precious to you. You feel important in some way. But I want to tell you something. And I hope this isn't surprising. You are not Moses. And you are not Israel. And you are not the leaders. If you are here this morning and you are in Jesus Christ. You have more than all these people combined. You have an access to God that they do not know. You have a wide open door. For one reason. The work of Jesus Christ. He is a better than Moses. He is a better mediator. He's better than Aaron. He's a better high priest. He's a better prophet. He doesn't have to hear from God and then speak. But he is God himself. And he came to the earth. And he lived a life. And he died and was resurrected. And he sits now at God's right hand. And if he's brought you into the kingdom, if you have faith that he can save you, then when we talk about prayer, everything changes. You don't have to clean yourself up for three days. You don't have to prepare yourself to go meet God. If you are in Christ, you know God. And your relationship before Him is perfect. You have a right standing before Him. You cannot be more or less righteous. You cannot be more or less perfect in His sight. Because before you were a Christian, God saw you with wrath. 
But once you are in Christ, he sees you as he sees his son. Mas agora que estás em Cristo, ele vê-te ti como o seu filho. And God loves his son more than anything else. E Deus ama o seu filho mais do que qualquer outra coisa. And when you belong to his son, então quando tu pertences ao seu filho, then you belong to him. Então tu pertences a ele. And so you should feel no condemnation. Então não no guilt from sin. Culpa pelo no responsibility. You are responsible for your sin. É verdade, pelo teu But if you've really been washed by Christ's blood, Mas se foste lavado, limpo pelo de Cristo, everything is taken care of for you. Tudo já foi por ti. There is no reason to fear. So once you go back to your old life, the veil has been torn in two. O véu foi em you don't have to go to a temple to worship. Não ir a um para orar. You come here to this place tu podes vir a este lugar. where Christ has said it would be a house of prayer. Que Jesus chamou de casa de oração. And so when we talk about prayer for the rest of this time, então, quando nós falamos sobre oração e vamos fazer durante este tempo, that's what we're talking about. É disso que nós estamos a falar. No less than speaking with God. Não é mais nem menos do que falar com Deus. Then charging the throne of grace. De ir até o trono de graça. Then knowing with confidence. That when you bow your head, when you're on your knees, that nobody less than Almighty God hears you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you hear the closeness you have with God? Does that motivate your heart to pray? I want to talk about that in relation to missions. Agora eu quero falar sobre isso em relação a missões. You can have the perfect pastor. Então tu podes ter o pastor perfeito. You can have the perfect church planter. Podes ter o plantador de igreja perfeito. You can have all the money in the world. Tu podes ter todo o dinheiro do mundo. You can have every resource, every book at your disposal. Tu podes ter qualquer uh, You can have every book and resource at your disposal. Podes ter qualquer livro ou recurso uh, disponível. And if you do not have prayer, none of that will matter. You will not move God's kingdom one inch. If you are not a church who commits to prayer, the importance cannot be overstated. It cannot be overemphasized. Prayer is the most important thing that you can do in the work of missions. And it's the most difficult thing you can do. Because the flesh hates prayer. I can get pride somehow for myself in speaking before you. I can feel good about myself when I travel around and when I go visit people in their homes. Even when I study the Bible, my flesh can like it because I can know more than somebody else. But when I spend time alone in prayer, or when I'm gathered with my church to pray, there is nothing for me in it. It's, it's humbling. At times humiliating. God can lay you low. Deus pode simplesmente rebaixar-te. So there's nothing, no benefit that I have. Então não há nenhum benefício que eu tenho. But I know that I have a command to pray. Mais do que o mandamento de orar. Maybe you ask yourself, where is God working in the world? 
Então, perguntas a ti mesmo, onde está o trabalho de Deus no mundo? Where are people being saved? Onde é que estão as pessoas a serem salvas? Where is God's spirit moving? Onde é que o Espírito de Deus está a mover? Because I know many places in Europe. Porque eu sei que muitos lugares na Europa. And there's men who are mighty in the scriptures. E eu sei que são homens que são poderosos nas escrituras. They're much smarter than I am. São muito mais inteligentes do que eu sou. And they can preach and they can teach as, you know, for days and days. Eles podem pregar e ensinar dias e dias. And all their theology is perfect. E toda a sua teologia é perfeita. And all their sermons are perfect. E todos os seus sermões são perfeitos. And people say, wow, good job. E as pessoas dizem, wow, muito bom trabalho. But if they're not men who pray, their words are dead. I also know people who spend all of their time praying. But their prayers are unbiblical. Their prayers are unbiblical. When they pray, it's not according to the scriptures. They don't know what the word of God says. And it's not pleasing to God. So where is God moving? In places where people have both of these things. They're always growing in their knowledge of God's word. And they're always growing in their knowledge of prayer. Maybe you ask yourself, why is God not working more in this city? Why is he not working in my, uh, my friend's heart? Why is all of Portugal not one for Christ? And it's due at least in part because of a lack of prayer. We believe that admissions, that the church is the center of everything. Of God's people gathering together. And so we as a church, an assembly, must learn to pray in a way that is biblical in a way that is continuous in a way that is conscious aware of the times aware of God's word aware of what this world needs and not giving God any rest until it's accomplished there are different types of prayer There's personal prayer where you can just commune with God where you talk to Him about everything. You can thank Him for things in your life. But what we're going to mostly think about is public prayer. When you gather as a church how you spend your time what you think about how you pray what you choose to pray about as a church it's called intercession it's taking a request a, a need that you know of and pleading with God knowing the access you have to him knowing the access you have to him and saying God I know you hear me so, so please answer me please do more than I can ask or think Christ himself said my house should be called the house of prayer not for money changing 
Não para estar aí a trocar dinheiro. Not for fellowship and fun. Não simplesmente para comunhão e divertimentos. But he said a house of prayer. Mas ele chamou a isto casa de oração. Go over with me to Matthew chapter 17. Vamos até Mateus capítulo 17. Uh, starting in verse 14. So when I talk about the need for prayer, this is what I mean. It's a story of Jesus and the disciples. It says that there was a large crowd. And a man who had a demon came. So it's something that's a spiritual warfare. And he said, This demon possessed man was brought to the disciples. But they weren't able to do anything to the man. They had no power over him. But in verse 18, it says Jesus rebuked him. And the demon came out. So Jesus had something that the disciples did not have. And I'm sure if you were a disciple, you were thinking, why can't I do that? So they went to Christ and asked. They said, Lord, why can't we cast out demons like you? He says, because you have no faith. You pray in a way that is not believing. And I've heard people pray like this. You can pray so much that what you say is just like a repetition. It's from tradition. You have the same prayers memorized. And repeat them over and over. You don't believe in your heart what you're saying. You just say it. Something else happened. Christ said if you had faith. Jesus disse, se vocês tiverem fé, you could move mountains. Vocês podem mover if we could see a mountain out there, think about how hard it is to believe. And there's another verse, 21. It says, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And you think, wait a minute, wait a minute. God is sovereign. Deus é soberano. He's powerful. Ele é poderoso. He knows all things. Ele sabe todas as coisas. If God is that way, então se Deus é assim, why is it limited? Então por que que está limitado? Why are this demon possessed man limited in, in what he can do? Por que que este menino imunado limitou daquilo que ele pode fazer? Why are the disciples unable to cast this demon out? Por que que eles foram ou não tiveram a força para expulsar este demônio? Jesus tells us why. E Jesus diz-lhes porquê. Because of lack of prayer and fasting. Por causa da falta de oração e jejum. I've heard people pray in a terrible way. Eu já ouvi pessoas orarem de uma forma terrível. They say, Lord, I know that you're sovereign and your will is fixed. Eu, Senhor, eu sei, disseram assim, Senhor, eu sei que a tua 
tua ordem está fixada. So they just say, please do according to your will. E simplesmente dizem, então você faz de acordo com a tua vontade. And we should submit ourselves to God's will. E é verdade, nós devemos submetermos à vontade de Deus. We should not fight against it. Nós devemos lutar contra ela. But that kind of praying is not pleasing to God. Mas esse, esse tipo de oração não, não agrada a Deus. God honors prayers that are a certain way. Deus honra orações que são de uma certa forma. That see a problem. The, the people see a problem. As pessoas veem um problema. And their hearts are moved. E os seus corações são movidos. And with faith. Então com fé. They storm the throne of grace. Eles entram pelo trono da graça. Crying out to God. E clamam a Deus. Saying, Lord, I don't know what Your will is. E dizem, Senhor, não sei qual é a tua vontade. But I know the desire of my heart. Mas eu, Senhor, sei que o desejo do coração. And the desire of my heart wants this to happen. E o desejo do coração é que isto aconteça. And whatever you're asking of God. E qualquer coisa que peças então Deus. You believe that God can do it. Tu crees que Deus pode fazer. And you believe that God will do what is right. E acreditas que Deus vai fazer aquilo que é certo. And what is best. E aquilo que é melhor. We talked uh, on Wednesday about prayer. Nós aqui na quarta-feira falamos sobre oração. An attitude of prayer. E a atitude de oração. Of taking our desires to God. Levar os nossos desejos a Deus. You take them to Him. Tu levas isso a ele. And you submit them to him. E tu submetes isso a ele. You say if you can get glory for yourself. E, e, e podes dizer se tu podes ter glória para ti mesmo. Then please do what I'm asking you to do. Então por favor Senhor faz aquilo que eu estou pedindo. Because God is sovereign. Porque é verdade Deus é soberano. He can do as he pleases. Ele pode fazer como ele quer. He can do anything at any time. Ele pode fazer qualquer coisa em qualquer dia. He is everywhere at all times. Ele está em tudo em todos os tempos. He doesn't need us. Ele não precisa de nós. He can work more quickly without us. Ele pode trabalhar muito mais rápido sem nós. And yet somehow. Mas de alguma forma. In some mystery. De uma forma misteriosa. He commands that we be a people of prayer. Ele ordena que nós sejamos pessoas de oração. He delights in a church who prays. Ele deleita-se numa igreja de oração. He loves to see a people committed to him. Ele ama ver pessoas comprometidas com ele. They're making every need known to him. Que façam conhecida a ele todas as necessidades. To crying out day and night. Que clamam ele dia e noite. Because there are certain things in this world. Porque há certas coisas neste mundo. There are certain cities in this country. Há algumas cidades neste país. There are certain people that you know. Há algumas pessoas que tu sabes. Who will not be saved. Que não serão salvos. Except by prayer and fasting. A não ser por oração e jejum. So far, this first session has been uh, something different. Então, de alguma forma, esta primeira sessão foi diferente. It's been a, almost a defense of why we're talking about prayer. É basicamente uma defesa do que nós temos falado sobre oração. I hope you hear it as a challenge to prayer. E eu espero que tu ouças isto como um desafio para a oração. I hope that I've caught your interest in being a people who pray. Eu espero que simplesmente tenha alimentado o teu interesse em ser uma pessoa de oração. That even after you go out from here, you'll consider these words that we've heard. Que ao ser aqui, tu consideres estas palavras sobre a oração. But just think for a minute how mas pensa por um momento qual ridículo é to have to convince Christians to pray. De tentar convencer os cristãos a orar. I feel like I, I have no need to give a defense. Eu sinto que não preciso de dar uma defesa. Like why should we talk about prayer? 
then why do we need to start the oration? If you have that question in your heart, it reveals something about you that you know very little of God. You know very little of prayer. The world is much closer to you than you think. And you should be afraid that you're not walking in holy things if you do not desire to pray. You should, in the Old Testament, wear sackcloth and ashes. You tear your clothes and pull out your hair. Call a solemn assembly with the church. Call us all as And ask the Lord, why am I this way? Will you not change my heart? Have you ever asked God for a season of prayer? Have you ever pled with Him to say, please give me a time where prayer is sweet? Where to spend an hour with you is like nothing? Where our normal prayer meetings can go much longer. Where his spirit comes down in this place. And everyone is laid low. And the words are coming out of your mouth. As though they're being given to you. Where God seems to bless everything that you ask of him. That when your eyes are open, you can see the world as it is. But when God blesses you, you close your eyes and you know that you're there with Him. You know that He is listening. And you know that He delights in answering the prayers of His children. If there's a pattern of life for us to follow, it's that of Christ. He was God. And he was a man. And he walked in this earth just like us. He was tempted in every way. And yet he did not sin. He did not give in to that temptation. And what did he do in his life? Sure, he cast out demons. He rebuked people. He preached. And talked. And performed many miracles. He, he fought the Jews and he was angry with them. But what's the one thing the disciples asked of Christ? He didn't say, teach us to cast out demons. He said, teach us to pray. And we have many places where we see Christ's life of prayer. He had no sin to confess. So why would he pray? Because he enjoyed being with his father. He took his life of prayer very seriously. There were many times that he would pour himself out all night in prayer. Before he chose the disciples. Before he had the big decisions in his life. Oftentimes he would be in a group like this. And he would go off by himself to be with his father. So if there's an example for us to follow, 
It's Christ. That's why he came to the earth. It's to show us what it is to live a life of dependence on God. So you see why we need to pray. Uh, we'll stop here and we'll go on uh, in the next session to talk about a posture of prayer. Vamos falar sobre a posição na oração. Vamos lá.